Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Hello and welcome to the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here to break down the games for you. Uh, Talk about the uh, Friday nine-game NBA slate over here on Fantasy Draft. If you guys don't have an account over there, head on over to Fantasy Draft. Put in the code GRINDERS and check it out. It's uh, a fun little site to play. It gives you a different different type of roster construction. You can play five centers if you want up there. You can play all the guards you want. That's uh, one thing I love to do on that site. So, yeah, be sure to uh, head over and check that out. Uh, we have an you know interesting slate as usual. Tons of injuries, uh, tons of stars in uh, you know a bunch of different spots. Seems like a real stars and scrubs night uh, on this slate with all the injury news that we have coming. So let's get started and kind of talk about these games. So first game on tap, we got the New Orleans Pelicans and the Orlando Magic. This is a two hundred nineteen point five team total. The Pelicans are five point road underdogs. Great spot to play the Pelicans here for sure. You know, if you you know the the Magic are just awful on defense right now. They are so banged up. Their current starting lineup is Sheldon, Sheldon Mack, uh, Jonathan Simmons, Alfred Payton, Mario Hazonia, and Nikolai Vucevic. Like I don't know what they're gonna do about Hazonia on Anthony Davis. That just appears to be an absolute mess. If they have to do that, like. They can try their best, but uh, I don't know if Biombo's going to get some extra run there or Murray Spates. Don't really know. Uh, it's going to be something maybe we watch out for as we're going up closer to lock, but this would just be an awesome spot for a guy like Cousins and Davis because we know Vucevic doesn't play any defense. We know the Magic can struggle against big men. So, I mean, this just makes so much sense, right? Like Davis and Cousins over on Fantasy Draft where they're honestly cheaper than all the other stars uh, for 19.7K and 19.8K. Uh, I definitely have a lot of interest in them. The rest of the Pelicans, though, like Rondo, we've seen him kind of come back to life. It was nice playing him around like 4.7K, right, 4.4K, where he had so much upside and was just uh, so safe with no Davis. But now with Davis back, that's cut into him a little bit. So I don't think I'll be playing much Rondo. Same with Drew Holiday. It's really been uh, when Davis has been sitting out, he's been getting tons of just shots up and just really been playing well off the ball with Rondo. And eh, he's just not as appealing at that price tag. There's other guys I'd rather play at that price. So for me, it's mainly the Pelicans' big man, and I'm just going to move on from there, from the Pelicans' side of the ball. I guess if you need like a guy that you guarantee is going to play a lot of minutes, Etwan Moore, uh, he seems just so so safe and secure for those minutes and the type of production he can get. He feels uh, you know like a like a safe cash type play, but uh, not someone I'm just going out of my way to uh, you know roster. Let's move on and talk about the Magic. Still dealing with tons of injuries. We're not expecting um, we're not expecting Fournier to play, not expecting Gordon. Uh, probably same with uh, Aflalo as well. I believe he wouldn't be playing either. So, uh, you know, this is one of those spots where I think uh, we w- should have some interest in the Magic. The problem is uh, they are priced up, right? Like, I love Vucevic, but uh, he is priced up, and he's had to go, go up against Cousins, which could be... Uh, a bit of an issue for him to maybe get him some foul trouble, maybe make him a little more, uh, a little more timid out there on the floor. Uh, I, I don't know. It just instead of paying for you know 
Vucevic at that price tag, right? Uh, I'd rather just pay for maybe, like, you know, find the money for a guy like Cousins. Like, on Fantasy Draft, it's a little different because he's 15.9K, but on other sites where you can only play a center here and there, um, it's it's pretty difficult. Uh, it's pretty difficult to roster him. So on Fantasy Draft, it makes sense at 15.9K. If we're talking that site specifically, I understand getting him in there because we can play so many different centers. And his price is not... Uh, it's expensive, but it's not too expensive. On other sites, though, he just seems way too priced up. There's other centers I'd rather play, so that's kind of causing some issues for me. But on Fantasy Draft, I love getting him in there. Uh, even against Cousins, I think it's fine just because the price still just is way, way too cheap for me. Uh, other sites, he's just way priced up. So I have interest in Vucevic. Alfred Payton, uh, typical, right? Like, uh, if you think he has, uh, you know, he is upside at this price, right? So uh, if you're comfortable with uh, rostering someone that has uh, immense upside at that price tag, then go for it, right? But I, it just depends on, uh, you know, your roster construction if you're able to stomach that. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm probably not going to end up playing him. It's not like a dream matchup for him, so I'll probably end up passing on that one and calling it a day. Just not, not, not my favorite spot, right? If it was like a spot against the Suns or the Nets, I'd probably be very interested, but I'm not too interested here. But at that price tag, he has so much upside. So let's move on to the next game. We have the New York Knicks and the Detroit Pistons. Uh, this is an uh, interesting game. Uh, we really need to have the Porzingis news. That's kind of the, the thing that we're really, really waiting on here. He, uh, yesterday he came back from injury. He shot, I believe one for 11 and did not play in the fourth quarter. Uh, Michael Beasley was hot and on fire and just looked really well. So I believe that was the reason why I, I'm assuming Porzingis plays, but I wouldn't be shocked if they sat him for this game because they got the Christmas game coming up. Uh, you know, all those stars know that the, you know, all eyes are on them on that day. So I think if Porzingis feels like he's a little banged up or maybe not even there, he, maybe he felt off yesterday. I, I could see him being like, yeah, let me sit this game out so I can get ready for the Christmas game. So I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. I uh, don't know if it will, but again, something to stay tuned and look about. If if he uh, if he doesn't play, I mean, Michael Beasley at 10K, you still have to have interest in. People might say, oh, you're point chasing, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but And I know his ownership will be up. Maybe in tournaments you're worried about his ownership and you want to pass on him. But I don't know. I think in cash games I'm still going to want to have some interest in him. Just the, the upside that he has at that price is still there. He seems like pretty safe. Uh, I get it. He can miss his shots, and if he misses his shots, it can get ugly. But he just he has so much usage with no Porzingis in, so uh, I may have a lot of interest in Beasley if there is no Porzingis. Uh, I'm not the biggest Enos Cantor fan uh, right now. He's definitely you know struggled a little bit. Uh, match against Andre Drummond, uh, I don't know. It just I could see him doing well, but again, uh, you know he hasn't been the greatest as of recent. He had a fine game against Boston yesterday, but other than that, I mean he struggled recently. Minutes have been down uh, last three games, 23 minutes, 22 minutes, 22 minutes. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like the right spot for me. I'm not going to play him uh, here. I'll, I'll pass on Enos Cantor. I get it. Price tag 12.3 is fair, but eh, not for me. Uh, other than that, it's really just Michael Beasley on this team, and I'm going to kind of call it a day. I get maybe Kyle O'Quinn you could mix in. I don't hate him possibly for super cheap because of the upside that that dude has at 7.4K on fantasy draft, but eh, I'm not going to really go crazy with Knicks here. Let's look at the Pistons, though. I mean, there's guys to like, right? Andre Drummond, he's someone to like. Uh, I, the one thing I love about the Knicks is uh, they always play big men. So if they do play big men, a guy like Andre Drummond won't get ran off the floor or anything like that. So hey, he's going to play a ton. So I'm definitely, definitely very interested in uh, Andre Drummond here at that price tag of 15.8K. We do like to target the Knicks at the point guard position. That's something that I've been doing all season long. I'm going to continue to do. And I think a good spot to do that is Reggie Jackson, even in tournaments, right? Like, he's not the safest cash game guy, but 10.6K, there's a lot of upside here for a guy like Reggie Jackson. 
So I, I think uh, having uh, interest in him in tournaments is definitely a good idea. You should make sure to get him in your script. If you're you know scripting a ton of lineups, I would want some exposure to Reggie Jackson for sure. We know how bad the Knicks are against point guards, so I'm going to get some exposure to him for sure. Spice Harris, too. Uh, he's a fine play. He's a guy that just has, like, at that, normally, you know, I like him better at, like, 12.5K. So he seems a little too priced up for me. So probably just rather play Reggie Jackson, like, uh, on a site where maybe you need a power forward or small forward, wherever he is. Uh, I don't hate mixing him in because if he's, like, cheap enough because of the 40, you know, he's got 40-point upside. Uh, but... I don't know. For me, it's uh, Reggie Jackson, Andre Drummer, the two that I have more interest in, though, and I'd rather get them in my lineups over Tobias here. Let's move on to the next one. We got the Washington Wizards versus the uh, Brooklyn Nets. And, uh, you know, this is a great spot for Wizards. Uh, you know, the, we, we get them against the Nets, right? Uh, they're kind of like the, uh, the Suns. Uh, Coors Field of DFS, tons of fantasy points, not a lot of defense being played, just tons of, tons of fantasy goodness, up and down pace game. So have to love that one. We had uh, Otto Porter set out the other day. Uh, I, I don't believe he's going to sit out again, but let me check for you real quick. Um, he is, um, listen, it's questionable, so we do not know the news on that. So that's going to be interesting, right? If there is no Otto Porter, I mean, Bradley Beal, John Wall, I, I think they're good plays already, but they're even better plays with no uh, Otto Porter. On top of that, Kelly Oubre will enter our life, and uh, Kelly Oubre... Oh, man, that was not the funnest ride the other day. I don't know if I want to do that again, but it's the Nets, right? It feels like a great spot to do it. So Kelly Oubre is going to be someone I have interest in as well. I know there's other cheap small forward options that we'll get to, but I think he's going to be someone you have to consider on this slate, especially if Porter's out. Again, uh, Beal and Wall, they'll get boosts if there's no auto Porter. They will for sure. Uh, it's just going to be kind of one of those things we have to wait on the news. They're okay at their current price tags, but I really would rather to play them if I know that Porter is out. So it's going to be something I have to wait on. I also think Marcin Gortat is someone you can have interest in. He had that big game the other day against Cousins. Uh, it, it it just depends. This is what you do with Gortat, right? You have to look at the team. Like he's not someone I roster at all, really. I rostered him the other day, and it was you know it was fun while it lasted. The problem with with Gortat here, and again I. It just depends if they run a ton of big men. I don't think they're going to, it looks like, because if you look at what their lineup is, you know, it's not like, uh, let's see, Okafor, he hasn't been getting much run. It's really been Tyler Zeller who started uh, at the center spot. And, uh, you know, unless we know that, like, they're going to go, like, super big, which I doubt the Nets do that, I mean, they, they really, really should not be doing that, it seems like, with the way their roster is constructed. Uh, I just think uh, Gortat probably comes out of play, and they try to do a little more small ball. So that would make Mike Scott interesting, right? He would probably get some more run instead. So, uh, yeah, I think maybe Mike Scott is the better play than here as, as the big man if you want to get exposure. He's gotten priced up, though. It's funny. He's, uh, he's like, more expensive on some sites. I'm looking at uh, some sites right now, and he's more expensive than uh, Markeith Morris, which just seems crazy to me. If you look on uh, Fantasy Draft, we got Mike Scott at uh, 9K. Yeah, he is uh, four, 400 more than Markeith Morris, but crazy to think. But, uh, yeah, Mike. I think Mike's got the paper company, man. He could be in a pretty decent spot, too. So uh, just be on the lookout for that Porter news because if Porter's in, uh, I have less interest in the Wizards. I still think there's reasons to have interest in them. But if Porter's out, I mean, that's just going to boost a lot of these guys for me. So I really need that Porter news. It's something to watch and really, uh, you know, monitor. Uh, again, uh, NBA nowadays, it's we really have to, you know, it's tough to be like, you know, this guy's the guy that you have to play, right? Because uh, I'm shooting this, you know, I'm doing this uh, recording at like, you know, 11.30 noon, and it's kind of tough to tell you that this guy is the play. It just depends on roster construction and how the value fits. You want to put in the best value, and if, if Porter sits, I mean, Kelly Oubre becomes a really great value play. Uh, getting a guy like Bradley Beal and John Wall, there's good plays too. So, again, I know I'm kind of repeating myself, but it's important just to say, like, how 
it's important to say how uh, how big it is to, uh, you know, basically be waiting on this uh, news. And, uh, yeah, we'll have to wait for that. If you want to run it back with some guys on the opposite side on the Brooklyn Nets, uh, man, it's tough. I, there's not a lot of guys I really want to play here. I think Spencer Dinwiddie is fine. I just don't know if I'm spending my guard. Uh, you know, I'm going to spend my money on guards at this price tag. That's kind of one of the issues I don't think I'm doing on this slate. But Spencer Dinwiddie, I mean, at that price, I think he can pay it off, and I think he's a fine play. But other than that, I'm not really like uh, itching to play many of these Nets. I, I don't think, you know, Damari Carroll's an okay play. I don't hate him. No, the Wizards are not the greatest against small forwards, so I think he's not a bad play, but he could be like a super contrarian option that maybe you stack in tournaments, right? Uh, say you're doing a game stack of the Wizards game, don't mind mixing him in on the opposite side. Like Rondé Hollis Jefferson, too, don't think he's a bad mix in. So, uh, again, this could be a decent game stack spot, but uh, I don't know. Uh, I really need that Porter news to make that, you know, make that final decision on that. All right, let's go on to the next one. Uh, it is the Charlotte Hornets and the Milwaukee Bucks, a 212 team total with the Bucks as five-point favorites here. So this actually has a uh, pretty high total. I wouldn't really expect them to have the you know the Bucks and the Hornets. If I told you they had the same, pretty much the same total as the Wizards and Nets, I think you'd say I was crazy. But uh, yeah, they do, and it's pretty pretty surprising to see that. Obviously, having interest on the Buck side of the ball, and like Giannis, uh, he's a great stud to pay up for. Problem is, I just don't think this is the uh, like. If I compare him again, I always talk about this. Uh, yes, like Giannis is a good play. No one's going to argue that he's always in play. He's always has upside, right? He's can go off on any day. But the way to kind of compare these studs is: Are they the best stud on this slate? Like uh, the guys in the same price tier, who would you rather pay for? And I think I'm not going to pay it for Giannis because there's just other guys I want to pay for that we'll get to. Uh, we'll get to them for sure. But yeah, this is not one of the guys I want to pay for it on this slate. If you like them, you know, you're interested, go ahead. But again, it's weird to see the Bucks in such a high total. Maybe I should have more interest in him here. But I, again, I think he's, uh, you know, he's a fine play, but I'm probably going to be at the small forward position. I'll probably be spending down a little bit. It seems like at least that's the construction at this current time. So I don't think I'll be paying up for Giannis at the moment. Uh, Eric Bledsoe, he's been really good, but for 14K, I don't know. I don't just really don't want to pay that price tag for him. Doesn't seem uh, too appealing to me. I get it. He's been really good recently, but I don't know. I'm probably going to pass on him at, on this spot. Uh, on the uh, more on the Bucks, we got like Middleton, 14.1K. Again, I don't know. I just don't feel like I want to pay this price tag for him. <clears throat> I'm gonna pull up. Uh, Pull up the guys in that range and kind of see. It's uh, sometimes I like to do this when you're uh, when you're making uh, making lineups. It's like you see a guy at a certain price and see, uh, you know, would I rather pay this guy or that guy? So let me pull this up now because sometimes it's nice to compare that way because uh, it just he feels too priced up for me and it's just because again it seems like a stars and scrubs night, right? So here's a question, right? Uh, and I'm thinking Otto Porter is going to sit. If Otto Porter sits, would I rather have Bradley Beal, uh, Middleton, or Bledsoe? Give me Bradley Beal all day. I think I'd rather have him in this spot. Um, I think having uh, Lou Williams, we just got news that M uh, Milos is going to sit, so I'd rather have Lou Williams for cheaper. I think Lonzo Ball against Golden State, I just think there's more upside there. Uh, set the guard position, right? Like, I think there's other guards I'd rather have. And if I look at uh, all the positions, right, if we add the forwards and centers here on Fantasy Draft, um, you know, if Draymond Green plays, I think that's super interesting. We don't know if he's going to play, so if he, but if he does play, I think he's interesting at that price tag, similar to Middleton and Bledsoe. Dwight Howard, who's in the same game, in a fantastic spot, right? We talk about how, uh, you know, Milwaukee, they're kind of like a funnel defense for centers. That's where a lot of the production comes from. Well, Dwight Howard could absolutely smash in this spot. So for 13.7K, I, I get Dwight Howard. I can get Nikola Jokic for 13.8K. That just seems crazy to me. Like, he is just so cheap. I know Jokic has been going through injuries and whatnot, but uh, he played 36 minutes the other day. And uh, I didn't have the greatest fantasy game, but... Uh, 
this could be a good one for him here against Portland. So I don't know. I think he's interesting. Uh, I don't know. There's just there's other guys in this price range I, I would just prefer to play. So that's kind of what's going on with the Middleton and you know why I don't have a ton of interest in Middleton and Bledsoe. And I think that's something important to look at on Fantasy Draft when you're, uh, you know, because it's kind of positionless. There's just so many, you know, you can play so many different guys. You got two utilities. Uh, you're, you got three forwards and center spots, so you can pick whichever ones and then three guards. So, yeah, I don't know. I just don't really have a ton of interest in Middleton and Bledsoe at this time. And there's also some cheap guys uh, at guard that I'd rather uh, play that we'll get to uh, for sure. So that's about it, though, for this game. Uh, again, uh, I didn't talk much about it, but there's not a lot I have interest in. I I think Howard is a great play, though, like tournaments. I love Dwight Howard at this spot. I kind of want to stress that again. I talked about him a little bit, but I just want to stress how much I like him. When we play in Kemba Walker, Milwaukee's good against point guards. Uh, I'll pass on that. Don't care what the price tag is. I think Nick Batum is fine because he's going to get second unit run and be playing the backup point guard. I don't hate Nick Batum taking a flyer on him, but he's been quite frustrating. Uh, so I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I just think it's really uh, it's nine game slate. I'm just going to kind of keep it simple and just Dwight Howard from the Hornets side and Giannis from the Bucks, and I think you can game stack it like that and then kind of mix in some values and other plays and call it a day if you want. So let's move on to the next one. We got the. Los Angeles Clippers and the Houston Rockets, and we just had some news drop on that game, which is pretty interesting. Uh, uh, Milos, I don't know how to say his name, Teodosic, I think uh, he is not going to uh, he's not going to play, but he will play tomorrow at Memphis. So it's one of those mandatory rest day type things. They're not really playing him um, back to back. So so with him out of the lineup, I mean, man, this is just huge for Lou Williams, Austin Rivers, and uh, DeAndre Jordan. We get the little Lou Williams revenge. Uh, against the Rockets so I mean he's going to chuck up a ton of shots so we have to have interest in him he's going to be someone that uh, at 13.5k again I'm going to play him over Middleton and Bledsoe right like that's just a fantastic spot for me to put up a ton of shots uh give me Lou Williams here give me Austin Rivers for 11k I mean just still more shots for him have to be interested in that I think he's a good play. DeAndre Jordan, too, uh, 15K. A little pricey, but he's still a good play. Uh, I'm going to check what his price tag is on uh, DraftKings for you guys because he's just been like that uh, awesome, just like he's been like a lock and load, I feel like, every day. I've been like putting him in my lineups. He's been such a good play. Uh, just seems so, his floor has been so safe with, and he's got upside. So uh, he's 7 8 now. So it's getting pricier. I mean, we were getting him for 7 3, uh, you know, 6 9, 7K. His price has really taken a while to kind of rise. So. Yeah, seven eight. Uh, I gotta think about it a little more, but I think I mean this is right. This is a great matchup, right? We liked him against Phoenix because of the pace, uh, very up and down game, and we knew he'd be in a lot because they'd have uh, Tyson Chandler in there, so he wouldn't get ran off the floor or anything like that. I'm assuming there's just gonna be a pile of rebounds for him against the Rockets. So uh, yeah, we should like DeAndre Jordan here. You know what I can do for you too? Uh, I like doing this. Uh, I like going and pulling up the uh, basketball reference and kind of looking at the head-to-head matchups. If I do like a head-to-head between DeAndre Jordan and James Harden, you can kind of see like just how much this guy probably eats against uh, you know against the Rockets. So let me pull it up now. James Harden and DeAndre Jordan. Look at their head-to-heads. Uh, normally, I like to do this uh, for uh, different matchups, but I know these guys don't go heads up. But I know Harden and Jordan. Obviously, uh, Harden hasn't left team, so we can see how many rebounds Jordan has averaged throughout his career. His average is uh, normal, ten point four. Um, he's had some 20, 20 rebound games, but you know, obviously, uh, this guy's just in a, a great spot to dominate, uh, especially because of the situation he's in too. uh, playing for playing to kind of get out of there. It seems like, or playing for a new contract. So yeah, I love Deandre Jordan in the spot again, starting to get pricey, but I still think he can pay that off and has uh, still has some upside in there. So have to like him, but for me, it's like Lou Williams and Austin Rivers. I might try and prioritize before Jordan. Uh, but yeah, that's about it for the Clippers. Uh, I think, uh, what's his name? Uh, if 
if we get news that maybe the his name's Jawan Evans, I believe he was an interesting play. I believe that was when Lou Williams was out though. I think if he, you know, he's getting some backup point guard run, I wouldn't hate him. But uh, yeah, he's a he's he's not a bad play here. He's okay. It just kind of depends on how uh, news falls and whatnot. Probably getting too cute playing a guy like that though on this slate. And hey, uh, just got word on uh, on the Twitter machine. We just got uh, Draymond Green, uh, right shoulder soreness, will return to action tonight against the Lakers. So uh, that is good news, I guess, for the uh, for the Warriors. Uh, so when we get to that game, we'll talk about that a little more. But just got that news now, so that's uh, that's always good to see. Uh, let's get on to the next one. We got the uh, or no, sorry, next uh, team, uh, Houston Rockets. So we didn't get to talk about that much, uh, but it looks like we're not going to get Chris Paul. So if there is no Chris Paul. Then what does that mean, right? Uh, no Chris Paul means uh, good usage, second-team second, second team usage for Eric Gordon, and then, like, James Harden, man. We just have to love him in this spot. I mean, he's got to be a stud that you want to pay for here, right? So, yeah, I mean, we just—this is this is a spot you have to love him. 21.8K uh, 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 is uh, expensive, but who cares, right? Like, this is just—he's going to absolutely eat. There's also possibly no Clint Capella. I mean, this is just a, a great spot, so— I love this spot for, uh, you know, James Harden. If Paul doesn't play too and Capella plays, I think Capella's still a really good play, especially because he's going to have to run a lot against DeAndre Jordan, right? Makes so much sense, but he's doubtful, so I'm guessing he's not playing. So all the James Harden, uh, right, especially on a site like Fandle where you have to play two shooting guards, like just give me James Harden. Uh, I'm just excited to play him in this spot against the Clippers, and uh, yeah, it should be a fun one. Just, uh, you know, put in, put in James Harden, put in Lou Williams, all the revenge uh, for Lou Williams, and then, uh, yeah, game stack, the whole the whole, uh, whole everything here. So have to like this one a lot. Uh, if we're looking at some other secondary guys besides, yeah, like I said, Eric Bledsoe, or not Eric Bledsoe, Eric Gordon, he should get some decent second-team run. I think Nene is not a bad play, right? He's going to have to be in there a ton because he's going up against DeAndre Jordan. Who else is going to cover him? They can't put Ryan Anderson on DeAndre Jordan. It just doesn't make sense, so... I'm guessing Nene will get a little bit more run. Last game, he got, let's see what his minutes were. He was at 25 minutes, only at 14.7 uh, fantasy points, which is not great, but, man, he can produce here and with, uh, you know, he can produce in limited minutes. We've seen that, and for the price tag, I don't hate him. I think he's an interesting play. Uh, Ryan Anderson, I don't know. I hate rostering that dude, so I don't know. Probably not for me in this spot. I'd rather get, like, a P.J. Tucker, right? They're probably going to need him in there to... Uh, you know, play a lot of defense. He'll probably get a ton of run, tons of minutes. Same with Trevor Reza. He'll be in there getting tons of uh, minutes and whatnot. So I think he's a good play too. Yeah, so the Rockets, I mean, 220 total. This is a great game to get exposure to. Uh, and we just got to hope it stays close, right? There, there is the blowout factor people might worry about. But normally if the Rockets are blowing them out, normally James Harden is about a uh, part of it. And on top of that, we know Mike D'Antoni. He's one of those guys that uh, when the game, uh, you know, even if the game's a blowout, we've seen him just kind of run his guys out there for a while. So uh, not too worried about that, but let's move on to the next one. We got the Dallas Mavericks and the Miami Heat. Uh, 196.5 uh, team total, and normally I would not have a ton of interest in this, but uh, projected to be a close game, and uh, there's some value here that we should talk about. So typically I don't play 196.5 team totals, but uh, yeah, we have uh, a very interesting game. There's going to be tons of injuries over there on the Heat side of the ball. Drogic is out, I believe. I saw that when I was getting on here. I I'm, I'm just don't want to make sure I, I read it wrong, so just trying to pull it up one more time because I saw a news drop on that. Yep, Drogic is out. Winslow is out. Also unlikely to play Saturday. So, again, we got to love these Heat here. We're going to want to have interest in them. They're going to be in, par uh, in our lineups. It's not the greatest game environment, though, right? Uh, if this was a team like the Suns or the Nets, we'd be like, yeah, load up on Heat. 
Uh, you know, the other day we were a little worried about loading up on them because it was against the Celtics, but uh, still guys had good games. They were still fine plays. All right, Kelly Olynyk crushing the revenge spot. I think Kelly Olynyk's still a pretty good play here. Getting a little priced up, though, at 11.4K, but I think he's fine. Uh, Josh Richardson, too, 11.6. Uh, don't mind mixing him in. I think he's a good play. Deion Waiters, you give him the you give him the uh, you know green light to shoot, he will shoot the ball a ton. That's what Deion Waiters does. So 11.9K, too, I think he's got some upside. But it's more so just kind of like looking at the prices throughout the industry and kind of buying low where they are, and that's kind of the best way to mix them throughout your lineup. Uh, Bam, uh, uh Badayo, I think his name is uh, pronounced 8.4 K. I think he's a good play on fantasy draft. We're talking that specifically like that price tag Jordan Mickey for only 7.6. We know attacking Dallas from uh, big men and being able to rebound against him. I think he's a fine play at 7.6 K, but obviously those guards, right? Tyler Johnson too. He's priced up a little 10.4 K getting a little pricier, but he's still a good play, right? No Goran Dragic, uh, should, should be in a great spot to smash. So I, I like, uh, Tyler Johnson a lot. He's someone that, you can also roster at shooting guard positions too on some sites, so that's always good to be able to move him out of the point guard and into that shooting guard spot if you... Uh, but again, we have a couple guys that I already talked about that I like on this uh, slate. So uh, again, the, lots of value here. Problem is this game is not the greatest game, but uh, so I wouldn't be like jamming them in, right? It's not going to be one of those things where I'm like, how many heat? Like just throwing four heat, right? No, I'll probably mix in a couple heat uh, here and there, but I'm not, not going to be a spot where I'm trying to get like three, four of them in like that. But again, I think they're good. There's a lot of good different plays here. And the key with them is uh, buying low uh, on them on each uh, price. I think Tyler Johnson's probably my favorite play. Uh, I think Jordan Mickey's a really good play too where you can get him cheap. And then again, uh, Josh Richardson, he's, he seems like a very safe, good cash game play. Starting to get a little priced up. Same with a guy like Olenek. And uh, Deion Waiters has the upside that he just had that, uh, you know, if anyone on the uh, Miami Heat had a 40-point game, just like real-life points, it would be Deion Waiters of anyone. But... And it doesn't feel like the spot where he would just go absolutely off and insane. But again, uh, yeah, he obviously could. So Tyler Johnson and Jordan Mickey are probably my two of my favorite uh, value guys. And then uh, don't mind those others that I talked about. Move on to the next one. Or actually, sorry, talk about the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, let's talk about them for real quick. I don't really want to play anyone on this game. I think it's unnecessary. It's a nine-game slate. There's a lot better spots. I'm going to pass on all of them. Uh, I'll exit off the slate and call it a day. Uh, that's enough to talk about them. Uh, again, I think it's fine to do that on, on certain slates. Uh, on most slates, I think it's good to cross off teams because, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know, it's unnecessary to play anyone in this spot. But if you do want to play anyone, J.J. Barea, he's just he's shown a lot of upside. I think he's fine. Same with Dennis Smith Jr. where you can get him cheap because he's coming back from injury. Don't hate it, but eh, there's there's better plays on this slate, so there's no need to play them in my opinion. Let's move on to the next one. we got the Atlanta Hawks and the Oklahoma City Thunder. 203 team total. The Thunder are 12-point favorites here. And, uh, yeah, the Hawks are not not a good basketball team. So uh, we have to like some Thunder here. They should definitely destroy and have really good outings. One guy who should have a big game is uh, Russell Westbrook, right? Uh, he is just, uh, you know, going up against a team that's terrible at defending point guards, and he should be, you know, he should be in a great spot. Like, you should be wanting to get exposure to him. The problem is I got to pick between Westbrook and Harden. Uh, this is not the easiest decision. Before that, too, I was, uh, you know, having this whole uh, issue of do I want to play Durant, too? And But with Draymond back, has me slightly concerned because there's just, you know, the littlest things are going to change uh, me from not wanting to play all these different stars. But... Oh, it's frustrating because I not much changes with the with uh you know Durant's usage doesn't change a ton with Draymond Green coming in. So again, uh I don't know. It's gonna be tough to make that decision between those three stars. Those are really like my favorite ones on the slate. So Westbrook against the Hawks, I mean he should absolutely destroy them. So I like him in the spot. Ball George and Melo, they're still, you know, 
kind of priced up for me. Mellow's a little cheaper at 11K, and I don't mind that price tag. But again, eh, there's just better plays in the slate. I'm just, uh, I haven't been rostering Mellow uh, most of the year. I get him when he's when he's cheap, and uh, if he's cheap, I don't hate it. So I don't hate him on Fantasy Draft. If you're making multiple teams, that's fine. Uh, I don't mind mixing him in. Even on a site like Fandle, right? Like 6.6K feels really nice. Uh, feels like a great price tag. But there's some other guys that we'll get to that, uh, you know, or we've already talked about at forward position that are good too. So uh, yeah, I think he's uh, he's an okay play. Don't hate it. Uh, Steven Adams against the uh, Hawks. Yeah, he should, you know, he should do pretty well, I would assume. Uh, it's a good spot for him. We know targeting the Hawks with uh, centers is a great idea, so uh, I don't hate doing that, but eh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be all over that. Depends if his price tag's cheap and uh, where it is cheap. I don't hate it. Uh, but I really, Russell Westbrook's where I want to get my Thunder exposure if I can. That's my hope. I won't be playing Paul George, not Roberson. If I had to rank the Thunder, I'll go Westbrook 1, Adams 2, and then we'll go Mellow 3. That's kind of the route I would take. The bench guys, eh, they're, they're, their bench is terrible on the Thunder. I would not play any of them. Looking at the Hawks, again, uh, probably not going to play under the bench guys either. And on the Hawks side, there's not a lot to like either. I mean, just a 95.75 team total. Not in the greatest spot in general. I don't know. I just think I'm going to pass. You know, nine-game slate, don't have to play everyone. If I played anyone, it'd be Bazemore, just the upside that he has shown at 12.7K. We know Russell Westbrook, too. He can get uh, he can get turnover happy, right? He uh, throws, he, you know, gets, gets a little reckless with the ball uh, just because of the speed he plays at. Sometimes he's just playing a little too fast. Uh, but Bazemore gets some, you know, has some steel upside, I think, here. And he's been playing really well recently, so you have to, uh, you know, want to get on for that. Uh, also, don't mind Dennis Schroeder at 12K. That's just a really cheap price tag for a guy who gets such a high usage and whatnot. So don't hate him, but uh, again, uh, not uh, not going to get a lot of exposure to this game. Uh, it's not my favorite one on the slate. So let's go to the next one. We got the Nuggets and the Trailblazers, a 205.5 team total. Uh, feels kind of low for those two teams. If I told you a year ago, hey, the Blazers and the Nuggets are at a uh, 205.5 team total, you'd be like, uh, that doesn't make any sense. And the Nuggets are, are uh, underdogs with Damian Lillard out. That's big news, obviously. Going to have to have the interest in Shabazz Napier. He's going to be someone you want to get exposure to at the point guard spot for super cheap. Uh, so Napier is going to be uh, a target of mine. You got to like CJ McCollum. I already talked about some shooting guards alike, but hey, he's going to see a, an uptick in usage. So is Evan Turner. He's a small forward at 7.4K. Have to have interest in him on fantasy draft. This is just a really good spot for him. Man. Just going to see a giant uptick in usage. If you want to check out what kind of you know jump it gives you, Head on over and check out the Court IQ at Roto-Grinders. It's on the starting lineups page. All you have to do is click it. I'll do it right now, and I'll kind of rattle it off to you guys. So I clicked it. Pops up. Shows with all the guys in the starting lineup. You hit Run Query, and it's uh, it's not working properly right now. But uh, if you take – let's just take Lillard off the court and see what it does. Because uh, I guess that lineup hasn't ran together a ton. So we'll do um, – let's see. Sorry, I'm trying to make this work. We'll put, uh, where is Damian Lillard? Sorry. Damian Lillard will put off the court and we'll fix this all. All right, perfect. Let's run it and see what happens. All right, it pops up. We see the biggest benefits in usage are CJ McCollum. He gets a point, uh, a 7.4% bump in usage. Evan Turner gets a 5.4%. Uh, so they get the biggest bumps in usage. Uh, two guys you're going to want to target, obviously, like I talked about before. We see CJ McCollum has a 33.8 usage with a 1.01 fantasy points per minute. Uh, Evan Turner, he'd be at a, uh, you know, fantasy points per minute. Don't go up a ton. He's at uh, 0.72. Nurkic gets a nice little bump in usage. So, yeah, there's, there's guys to like here in this spot. It seems like it gets passed around a ton, but what happens is uh, 
what really happens is the uh, McCullum and Evan Turner are the guys that get the uh, biggest bumps, and those are the two I want to get the most exposure to, I think, on the slate. Let's move on and talk about the next uh, team, the Nuggets. Uh, they're in a decent spot, and there's guys that have interest in here. Uh, this, for cheap, Tory Craig. Uh, this guy is a pretty interesting uh, person to look at. He's only 4K. He's been getting a little more run. Uh, last three games, 18 minutes, 29 minutes, 37 minutes, 21.8 fantasy points, 22.9, 17.2, where you can get him cheap. I don't hate playing him. If you know he's going to get the run in this game, it kind of depends on the Gary Harris news. Gary Harris is currently listed as questionable, so, so keep an eye out for that. Don't forget, we got another shooting guard to like. Tons of shooting guards here today. We got the Will Barton revenge spot. Uh, he he, you know, he played in Portland a while ago, but he said he likes playing at Portland. Uh, they're a team that kind of gave up on him, it seemed like, and just kind of like let him go and uh, didn't want to really uh, bother with him much more. And he's found a nice place in Denver and been a really good basketball player there. So he's going to also possibly, if Moutier sits and there's no Gary Harris, I mean, that just gives him a giant bump. And on top of that, uh, you know, he basically runs the backup point guard. So he could be in a great spot, like getting my exposure to Will Barton too, where I can. I think he's a good play. Also, Wilson Chandler, if those guys are out, I mean, there's a little more ball responsibilities for him. Uh, you know, more usage kind of pours out into him. Uh, for instance, they can't run as much uh, Gary Harris and then Will Barton together because, uh, you know, uh, Wilson Chandler basically gets more guaranteed minutes. So I think he's a good play, too. Don't mind getting exposure to him uh, in this spot. Jokic, where you can get him cheap, he's in a pretty good spot, too. Uh, you know, also, let's talk about the upside. I didn't really talk about the revenge for Nurkic. Like, Nurkic got chipped out of Denver for Jokic, right? And uh, Nurkic had a massive game the last time these two uh, played against each other. I want to pull it up because uh, it was uh, it was a pretty good game from Nurkic, and he was, like, uh, pretty happy trying to basically uh, knock the Nuggets out of the playoffs because he was mad that they, uh, you know, kind of sold out on him. So a lot of different revenge on this slate that I talked about, but I think Nurkic, uh, I forgot about that and uh, probably should have mentioned him a little more before. Yeah, Nurkic had a uh, a 33-15 game against him, uh, 33 points and 15 rebounds. And I uh, wouldn't be shocked if Nurkic did something like that tonight, especially with no Lillard. So uh, don't sleep on Nurkic, too, in tournaments. He's probably a really good play and way to get exposure. Uh, I should have thought about that a little more. He's definitely pretty motivated against this team. We saw it in the past. And, uh, yeah, especially with the, you know, I talked about the usage bump a little bit. He gets a pretty nice usage bump without uh, Lillard, uh, and he should have it be in a good spot here too. So, yeah, like him as well. Uh, Jamal Murray, don't hate him, but he, he's priced up, 12.2 k uh, I'd rather play, you know, Will Barton for 300 more on fantasy drafts. So uh, eh, I'm not too interested in Jamal Murray here. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, we have the Los Angeles Lakers and the uh, – Golden State Warriors. This is a uh, you know eleven point total. I talked about uh, Draymond Green. He will be in for this game with Draymond Green in. Again, that that makes me slightly less interested in Kevin Durant, but I should like Kevin Durant. Like still, he should. He's still a fine play. Still someone to have interest in, right? And uh, I don't know. I don't want to make that like kind of like sway my decision too much. But Draymond Green going to be a great tournament play. No one really knows what to expect from him now with uh, him coming back. So I think he's a fine tournament play. Kevin Durant still like him. I think he's in a really, really good spot. Uh, he'll be someone I want to get exposure to. Not really so interested in Clay. I just think there's better. I already talked about so many shooting guards I like. I'll pass on Clay. Uh, definitely gonna hurt like guys like Amir Caspi with Draymond Green coming back. Basically, a lot of the guys that did like some secondary ball handling, like the Andre Iguodala's, uh, they're just gonna be hurt a little bit from this. So Draymond Green, I think he's a really good play. Uh, and uh, Kevin Durant, those are the two guys I mainly want to get exposure to on the Warriors side of the ball. And it's also going to hurt Jordan Bell, too. Jordan Bell's production will go down for sure. So uh, stay away from that. Play some other value plays that I've already talked about. Let's talk about the Lakers. Uh, so do not play uh, Josh Hart. I don't think he's in play. 
Josh Hart was mainly in play because Kentavious Caldwell-Pope was uh, not able to play that game because the game was out of the state of California when the games are in California for the next 25 days. Uh, Caldwell-Pope can play when they're out of California. He can't. So when, when basically the rule is if the Lakers are out of California, then play Josh Hart. Uh, that's kind of the rule that you should be taking. And then if, uh, you know, Josh, Josh Hart will probably get some ownership tonight and it should be unnecessary in my opinion. With Brooke Lopez being out, for this game, it looks like we'll have uh, got to have some interest in Kyle Kuzma. He's getting priced up, though, but I uh, had a massive game the other day. Put up 38 real-life points. Last three games, 38, 25, and 20 real-life points. Uh, fantasy points have been good, too. Have to like him in this spot. So Kyle Kuzma, don't hate him, but it just depends where his price is. Like on, on Vandal, he's 6.8K, which feels way too much uh, for me. But uh, have to have interest in him, right? He should get a lot of run. I, I get it. Uh, on on a fantasy draft, I'm trying to find Kuzma's price. He's 12.7K. I think he's a fine play. Uh, I have interest in him, but again, it's starting to get a little, starting to get a little, uh, a little pricey for me on him. I think Julius Randle for 10.4K is an interesting tournament play. He didn't play the other day. Uh, I believe I heard, uh, you know, it was frustrating of why he didn't play, and I, I didn't know why. And I didn't get to watch that game. And then I heard Siege say on the morning grind that it was because he was getting killed in the pick and roll. Uh, wasn't able to really watch the game, so. That could be the case, and it could be right. Uh, so I'll trust Siege on that. It was pretty frustrating, though, that Randall didn't get the run. And I, I'm mad at myself for you know not realizing the game before that Kuzma got more of the run than Randall. And I was just thinking that, oh, you know, Randall, because he's been playing really good and getting more minutes recently, that they would just kind of go to him. But I don't know. I think he could be an interesting tournament play here. Uh, something to look at, uh, you know, kind of monitor ownership but you know if everyone's playing Kyle Kuzma you can jump on Randall for uh, less and uh, if they decide to go that route instead of Kuzma it, it could definitely benefit you and be a nice leverage play lots of ball I think he has some upside at this price but again probably some other guards I'm probably going cheap at guard right I talked about Shabazz Napier I talked about Tyler Johnson I think they're just two guards that have really good value on this slate that I want to have interest in so it's kind of uh taking up some of my, some of my spots for me so yeah definitely not uh Definitely not too interested in uh, Ball, even though I get it. There's upside there at that price. But uh, Larry Nance, too. I think he fits his game environment really well, so I don't mind getting exposure to him. But other than that, this game, I know it's like the uh, it's the 1030 uh, late night hammer, but I don't know. I'm not 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 going crazy over this one like uh, I normally would. So, yep, that's about it for the slate, guys, though. There's uh, tons of value, tons of different stars to play. It feels like a stars and scrubs night uh, for me. So that's kind of, I'm just waiting for some more news to drop. Uh, you know, just keep doing my research throughout the day. And, uh, you know, hope for the best. Uh, hope that everything falls my way when it comes lock. And hopefully it's not too crazy and there's no late scratches that kind of ruin my lineup. So, again, thanks a lot for joining me, guys. Really, uh, really enjoyed talking about the slate. If you have any questions or, uh, about the slate, uh, you know, ask me any two for twos, three for threes, or any strategy questions, give me a follow on Twitter at Travis Mangone. It's T R A V I S. M-A-N-G-O-N-E. Again, it's T-R-A-V-I-S-M-A-N-G-O-N-E. Thanks a lot for joining me, guys, and uh, I am out. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. 
I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.